0: Log Talk Radio. of your glory pour out your power and love as we sing holy holy holy, holy to see you high and lift it up as you're shining in the light of your glory lord pour out your power To. Well that dirty devil. Well you know what I those saying? the show must go on, we're gonna go on anyway. Um those that know me, that I was saying winners never quit and quitters never winners never quit. <laughs> Whatever you say. Well, I'm not going to let this stop me. We're going to continue to go on. We're going to make sure that whatever needs to be done, we're going to make sure that it's done. All righty. I'm going to try something right quick. I'm going to try this. Okay. Now I'm going to try this right here. All right. You give it a try anyway. All righty. Good evening. Thank God for y'all. i me to be here. And, um, we're going, to, we're going to go ahead and just jump in the show. First of all, for those who may be um, uh, watching this for the first time, thank you for tuning in to Reconnect My Heart. I wanted to make sure that there was no problems from the very beginning. And uh for those who may be watching who want to give me a call, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www dot blog talk radio uh, blog talk radio dot com forward slash reconnect my heart you can go to the chat room which is available right now on our website at reconnect my heart podcast it's reconnect my heart podcast dot com i'm glad you are able to join in if you like say if you have any questions comments if you just want this for show just feel free to Chime on in, and we're going to enjoy ourselves on today. Uh, so with that being said, I'm, I'm glad that you all are able to chime on in. And uh, today, this really was on my heart. Today, we want to talk about knowing your worth, the importance of keeping yourself sexually, and much more in the episode called There's More to You Than Sex just want to have a conversation about that because what I've been seeing is a lot of people, they are taking sex, not seriously. It's like right now, sex is almost like in the form of a handshake to some folks. And unfortunately, we used to could say, well, you know, them young people, they just going on they just do whatever they want to do. But it's the young and the older people. And it's almost like people are just losing the importance of sex sex. People are losing their uh, the, the importance of a relationship, a committable relationship. I heard that old saying, and matter of fact, it's almost, it's almost uh, worse than a cliche, but friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. And I'm like, my goodness. Now, it sounds fun and, and all that stuff when you're young. But when you think about it, when you really just trace back on your life, let's just say for those who may be my age and our 50s, you can just look back in your life. What do you have to show for it? And then also, if you want to look at it from a monetary standpoint, would you put a price tag on your body, on your soul, your emotions? Hmm. You know, it's unfortunately. Matter of fact, as of late, let's see if I, can, if I can go on here real quick. As of late, what I've been really watching that's really been catching my attention, there is something that's called um, it's something called um, gold diggers. It's it's uh, on a lot of the reels, or if you go on other social media platforms, you're having that, and it's all it's like pranks. To see if they can identify a gold digger versus someone who may generally like you regardless of material wealth, and you see it and you like you see for example, you see these young ladies and they' they are encountered by guys who may not you know look for or may even be someone who may have just a common job. There was a a couple of guys who have had, like, a McDonald's uniform, a Burger King uniform, or just look like they may be homeless. And they encounter some of the young ladies, and some of the young ladies, look, wouldn't give them a time of day. Or first, there was some that would talk to them and really just give them their last, and then they find out that it was, um, you know, just an experiment. They call it um, a test experiment. But then there are others. Uh, well, no, you ain't my type. I need mean, man with a, with, you know, you don't you don't dress you don't dress like my kind of man, or you don't look like my kind of man. I don't want no man to be working on McDonalds. I've seen that. And then all of a sudden when the guy that's in the McDonald's uniform, he said, Okay, well thank you, I I thank you much and walk off and then you know, he get into his uh Lamborghini and she, you see her running down the street. Wait, 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 what you doing? Where you going? You know, is this your call? And I'm like, man, that's you know, it's it's like, what's the purpose of stopping them when you already shut them down in the first place? What what's what is it? Is that all that you want from a person? You know, so oftentimes this society right now is is almost like that is driven on set. Now, if you look at some of the magazines or some of the things pertaining to guys, if they want to lure a guy's attention, no matter how pretty the car is, what they're going to do is they're going to put a half-naked female on there. So the problem is, is society gearing us to become someone that we're not? Right now, it's unfortunate that many people, they have lost. They almost lost their desire for a committed relationship, but they're leaning towards just giving up on life, giving up their identity, and just going ahead and allow people to use them sexually. And those that know me, yes, I'm a man of God who believe in us, speaking the truth, and be able to talk about these issues, if you want to say, in fifth quarter. Now, there may be some... Things that we can't say in detail in church because sometimes we have to, you know, gear towards, you know, gear to make sure our audience make sure it pertains to the young people if they're all in the same setting. But, you know, we can kind of speak in a way where we can still get the message across without us talking about quote-unquote technique of sex. But now, if you look at it, so many young people now, they can tell you more about sex than what you anticipate. Because you thinking, well, you know, they young, they they don't be knowing. But you listen to them, you're like, Whoa. I remember my little son, well, he ain't little anymore, but I remember when he was little, he was telling me that and he was in middle excuse me, he was in elementary school and middle school. He was saying that a few of his classmates were bisexual. Wait a minute, bisexual and you in elementary school? First of all, you shouldn't even be thinking about sex in elementary, and plus, you buy? Wait a minute. Something ain't right about that picture. And so when you look at society, society is like it's forcing all these things, and if you get to the core of it, it's pulling us away from who God have us to be. And so the first thing we want to talk about is when people pertain to dating, tend to dating, you know, I tell people this, you could be saved and still include God in your courtship. Does God want to be involved in your courtship? Yes, he does. God wants to be included in your courtship. There is nothing wrong we telling God that you are desiring to be married. And one of the things I always tell people that God can keep you sexually until you get married. Now, first of all, understand the benefits of keeping yourself sexually. First of all, when you remove sex out of courtship, you can be able to see clearly. That means see physically, but most importantly, spiritually. You can be able to see without being driven by your emotions. One of the things I found out, it is so hard to be able to break away from someone that you're emotionally attached to because you have become vulnerable and you have allowed them to know an intimate set upon you. You have allowed them to learn something so sacred about you. And now you're wrestling with your emotions because you know that they're not the right one for you, but you're feeling that you can't break away. Those things we call soul ties. And I tell people soul ties, yes, you can have soul ties with a person during sex or even outside of sex. The key thing is there's an emotional bond that happens when you are allowing yourself to be linked up with someone sexually and or emotionally. And so sometimes we talk about sex. So when we talk about involving yourself sexually as someone, you are exchanging things about yourself towards that person. In other words, you are giving up the good qualities about you, and you're picking up other people's spirits and other people's characteristics, but also not just other people's spirits, but other people's spirits that they have carried. You know, there's an old saying when AIDS first came out, they said that you not only watch who you have sex with, but you watch those who they have had sex with. Well, also, this pertains to the spiritual aspect. And so when we think about sex, we think about, oftentimes, we think about, wow. Let's take, for example, for example, a guy. A guy say, ooh oh, that girl got a big old behind, or that girl got, you know, big breasts or whatever. She's nicely shaped. So now what happens becomes more on them and what they have. Or think about a female. A female can say, oh, look like he can work himself in the bedroom, or he, you know, he got this, he's sexy, he built like this and all that stuff. And you're looking at what he has. But understand, you're looking at more of what they have, male or female, but how about you start looking at what you have? Oftentimes we give ourselves sexually to people, and this is before marriage. We give ourselves to people sexually because we really don't know what all we possess. When you really point it out, when you really know what's at stake, who you have, and who you are, is much greater than what you see in them. So when you look at it, when you look at someone, you got to look at, hmm. You're looking at maybe they can work themselves in the bedroom or they got a nice shape or whatever. But let's look deeper. Let's look deeper. Is this person responsible mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally? Okay, let's go a little deeper. What happens if they get pregnant? Or for a female, what happens if they get me pregnant? So you barely tolerated them as a quote-unquote friends with benefit or a friend that you would just casually have sex with. Or it might be somebody you might, may, you know, just potentially we 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 just we just gonna see where it goes look at that ain't nothing concrete about that relationship let's just see where it goes and but then all of a sudden bam somebody's gonna have a baby now you gotta look and see is this person responsible to be not just even if they're not in your relationship as your man or as your woman you gotta look at is this person responsible to help Co-parent my child. See, oftentimes this is what I found out. The devil wants us to go and do whatever he wants us to do, and, and and go outside of God's will. But he never show us or disclose to us the full consequences, the full consequences of the choices that we make. And oftentimes, our biggest mistakes happen sexually. Let's be honest. Okay. Well, you saw that person. Well, you know, I didn't know that they were like this. I didn't know they were like this. Or, you know, I thought that they would be, I thought they would change. They ought to know better. No, 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 no. I tell people, everybody got potentials, but that does not mean that they are going to reach it. And don't you know, as you as a grown person, if you're over 18 or even if you have having sex, you consider yourself grown, even if you're not the age of a uh, 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 full-blown adult. But when you're doing adult activities, you get adult consequences. So I don't care if you 15 to 16 years old watching this and you participating in sex. Hey, look here, look here. If you have a baby right now, and I'm not knocking those who may have, you know, I'm not going to say made mistakes, but those that may have participated in things that they had not supposed to. But you got to think about it. If you are 15 years old and you're finna have a baby, and then let's just say you become 30 years old, then that means your baby is 15 years old, and your baby gets pregnant. And then now you raising a grandchild at 30 years old. You barely making it. You barely just now learning how to raise your child. Now, you raising your child and their child, and you still ain't grown up yourself. These are the things we got to think about. And, like I always say, we got to talk about it within the church. People are coming to church and looking for help. And we have to address these issues that are going on in people's lives. The Bible, when you look in the Bible, the Bible talks about everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything that we deal with on this side of glory, on this side, the Bible discusses it. But even though the Bible discusses it, many times we don't discuss it. We don't discuss it in our church home, and we don't address it in our own home. And what happened? Now we're sending the kids to the school to try to make the teachers raise our kids. And the teachers already got their kids to raise and they wondering, and they doing all that they can. They trying to give them a secular education and can't give them a spiritual education. And now the child has no education, secular or spiritual. And so now this is the importance of us talking about issues in the church and in our home. So when it comes down to sex, sex from God. Originally, sex is a gift from God, but the devil has used sex to try to distort it. And look, the thing about sex, sex ain't bad. It's just in its context. Sex is a gift from God in its proper context, and a proper context is within marriage. So in marriage, oh, look at it, it's great. <laughs> like Tony Tiger said, it's great. But outside of marriage, that's where we get in trouble. Because actually sex, it bridges, it bonds people together. And the worst thing to happen when you end up in partnership with somebody you don't like, when you're in partnership with someone that you really don't know. And so now God wants to start taking better inventory of this temple right here. Don't you know you're precious? I'm going to tell you something, and I tell people, look here, even as men, it's okay to admit and acknowledge that we can be saved and be celibate. We can keep ourselves sexually until we have the right partner. Right now, the devil wants us to be distorted. The devil want us to get sidetracked. And what I found out, one of the things we always say, before God, the devil would send imitations before God reveals or sends the real thing. Now, the devil does not care which one you choose as long as you don't get the one that God chose for you or the one that God telling you, hey, this one better suit for you. So the devil don't care. Look here. It could be, let's say, it could be one that God sends to say, hey, look, this one, I think this one that's more suit for you, but the devil send 20. So out of that 20 that the devil sends amongst that one, that God will tell you, hey, this the one that, look, this the one that may be good for you. So in a group of 21, the devil don't The devil don't care which one you choose as long as you don't choose the one that God's telling you, hey, that's the one I'm trying to hook you up with, dude. So either way, the ones that the devil sends your way, it all going to lead to the same road of what? Failure. It doesn't matter which one. And get this, whichever one you choose that the devil sent to your way, one may send you to a faster destruction, one may be a slower process, but they're all gonna lead to the same calamity. Bam. Catastrophe. They don't care. As long as you don't get that one God telling you, hey, look here, this one is gonna be a blessing to you. This one is gonna help build. This is the one that's gonna look that's gonna make you look forward to waking up every morning awake look, look forward to hurry up and get to the house and be with your boo yes, but as long as you looking at man, well you know it don't matter you know and i'm I, I gotta give this disclaimer because we hear this a lot of time in church, and people use it out of context. There's a scripture that says sanctify wife, sanctify husband. So a lot of times people think because I'm saved or I go to church, I could just randomly get somebody, and as long as I'm praying for them, everything's going to be all right. And the answer is no, and you can't use that scripture because that's not what that scripture means. That scripture in its proper context is talking about the time that there was uh, when the church first started, and there were people that were getting saints. The other one was not. One was a believer, and the other one was not. And so they asked the question to the apostle: Look, now that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, do I leave my unbelieving husband or unbelieving wife? And the key thing was: Get this. They both were married before they became a believer. So the problem was pertaining to their salvation, not a problem within their marriage. You get that? So they first was married, and the question arose about the salvation, but there was no problem within their marriage. But what happened oftentimes, Many of us because we see that scripture and we choose someone where there's a problem within our faith. In other words, we're marrying or we're coupling with unbelievers or people that we're not compatible with, and then all of a sudden we're trying to make God, quote, unquote, fix this when the person you chose ain't fixable. When I say ain't fixable, I'm not saying God can't fix them. No, they're not willing for God to fix them. That's the key thing. So, in other words, when you already know how a person is, look, that's the final sale. You can't make somebody become somebody that they're not. Also, if you're choosing people and you're trying to make them somebody, well, you know what you're doing? you actually marry them or dating them for the wrong motives. So, the wrong one is not them, it's you. You're trying to make them somebody that they're not. For example, if a person is married and they're married to someone who ain't who ain't saved and that person has beer, yeah, I don't care if you a preacher, I don't care if you an evangelist or whatever, but if you have a spouse and they got beer in the refrigerator, I don't care how you to preaching you saying oh you get a Bible so throwing thorny and you try to get all their beer and throw it out the refrigerator they're not wrong you're wrong that's who they were when you got with them so that's how they are you need to accept that you will be wrong to try to well now this is a new ch- look here it's half your house half theirs so they have a right that's them in other words, we have to be more careful of who we date or who we marry. That's the key thing. So I don't, you know, I've seen so many times people. Well, you know, they they just, they just the devil. No, they're not the devil. You're the devil. You the one who knew how they were. You the one who came in with the agenda, not for love, but for changing them. So they're not the one doing devilish stuff. It's you. You're the one doing witchcraft. You're manipulating them, and you're trying to throw the Bible to try to give them a guilty trip. No, you knew that from the very beginning. So point blank, they're not wrong, you're wrong. And some of us as ministers and preachers, we got to tell the people in the congregation that they are wrong. Let's forget about trying to get their money and let's try trying to get their soul right, get their motives right. They are wrong, not their unbelieving spouse. And also on the same token, how about, look, if you be real, you know what? How about you be the best wife or the best husband they can have? Now, I tell people all the time, if there's abuse going on, then, hey, look here, you leave that alone. Get out. I tell people, get out. Get, if there's if there's a, uh-oh, abuse, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, that ain't healthy. It ain't healthy. But, uh-oh, if there's abuse going on, nope, 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 nope. Get out. And one of the things I always say, some people, some people don't like for me to talk about. It. I believe in us being real. If there's abuse in your relationship, I don't care if y'all going to church. If there's abuse, you report it and leave, run, protect yourself. I know some people. Well, you know, God hate divorce. Yeah, but God hates domestic violence too. So look here. Don't subject yourself to being in harm's way because somebody. Somebody got anger problems, anger, anger problems. Somebody got issues. Somebody's jealous or something like that. So if they're trying to be abusive or controlling, leave, 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 and don't let anybody convince you or try to make you have a good trip of you know you need to stay. Look here, they can say all they want. Let they be their daughter. Watch what kind of tune they start singing. <laughs> so I always tell people we got to be real and being honest. So with that being said, when it comes down to sex, we have to make sure to stop allowing sex to become the weapon that we use as well as the end goal to try to pursue somebody's heart. You know, what I found out, if you're trying to win somebody, you will always lose when you're trying to use sex as a weapon. You will always lose. And also, like I said, somebody's going to end up catching feelings. Well, you know, we just kicking it. we just have fun. I don't care how you all agreed upon in the very beginning. Something going to happen, but somebody's going to start catching feelings. And you know what? The feelings, I don't care how you say, well, it don't bother me. It don't bother me. You know what? Let one of them stop calling. And then all of a sudden you see them with somebody else. Ooh, that's a little jealousy. Hmm. Somebody, in other words, somebody done caught some feelings. But I'm telling you, sex in the original stage that God intended, great. It's beautiful. But I'm going to tell you something. You deserve to be with somebody that's going to commit to you. And don't let people convince you, well, you know, marriage is just a piece of paper. But you know what? How about you go to the job and you tell them, hey, look here, um, that piece of paper that you always give me uh, every other week, my paper, don't even worry about it. it. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper. So in other words, it ain't just the paper. What gives the paper value is what's on the paper. So what's on the paper is commitment. It's a covenant. It's an oath. In other words, if they say that they're going to commit to you, they say they are committing to you, and also it will stand up in the law of justice. So let them prove to you that you are worth something or somebody. You are something to them. What prize are you to them? Let them show you your value and your worth. Look here, not just for lip service, but actions. And so I tell people it is so important for us to get to the basic of standing up and owning who you are and quit allowing yourself to be used physically, emotionally, sexually, financially, or even spiritually. It's time for you to understand how valuable you are. And I'm going to tell you something. Even if nobody else thinks that you're valuable, that still does not give you the license or permission to allow yourself to be used like a rug. Ladies, first I want to tell the ladies, ladies, allow yourself to be easily manipulated by guys because you want them so badly. Even if... You feel like you're going to lose them because you don't give them any sex. That means they want the ones for you. i say it again. Women, you have to understand and accept that guy you may want may belong to somebody else. That person that you're trying to go after may be somebody else's problem. I mean, uh, uh, um, somebody else's man. <laughs> you know what? See, when you choose somebody else's men, you're picking somebody else's problem. And the worst thing you can do is get someone before time. Get someone when they're half done. Listen, going to a restaurant and you're picking up somebody else's order. And you know what's going to happen? Number one, oftentimes when we pick up somebody else's order, we're picking somebody else's order who ordered less than what we desire. Mm. Oh, I tell you, get this when you're picking up somebody else's order and they picked up something that's of less value than what you're seeking for oftentimes it's always something that we don't like we pick- look we see somebody else's bag, we're looking at somebody else's bag, and they don't look they don't like what we like those that know me, yes, I'm a finicky eater I'm a picky eater, I don't eat beef, I don't eat pork, and so all of a sudden. I up picking up somebody's order, and I look in, and it's a hamburger. Oh, man, I don't eat no hamburger. (laughs) Think about it. How about we be patient, and not only being patient and learning how to wait on the side, but wait for them to call our name so we can pick up our order, but also, We can double-check to make sure everything is in the bag. You've waited for it. You've prayed for it. You've paid for it. How about not only you get what you ordered, but you check what's inside the bag. Oftentimes, you know what? First of all, we know God will never fail, but men fail, and that means men or women. And sometimes we, we fail because we have picked up somebody else's order, or sometimes we pick up something and we think, wait a minute, this ain't right. That ain't right. Oh, and what happened? Oh, you know what? If we wait a few minutes, that's just one bag. Sometimes we can get that first bag and run to leave, and we're wondering why all our stuff that we asked for not in the bag. Why? Because we didn't wait for the second bag. They might have told us to hold on a minute. But we didn't hear. Why? Because we were impatient because we were so busy looking at the first bad thinking. We got everything that we wanted. But come kind of to find out, what you wanted caused you to wait a little bit longer. So it ain't nothing wrong with waiting when you know what you're getting. Hmm. So what we have to do, we have to stop allowing ourselves on, I mean, let's be real, we got to stop dumbing ourselves down and throwing our sex like his currency. If we start understanding who we are in the outside of God, it helps us to understand that when people come in our path, we can be able to look and discern, are these people that were sent by God or made by man? Is this live or is it memoryx? Is this a real thing or is this an artificial thing? Understand sex Destroys mentally, physically, emotionally, but most importantly spiritually. And I'm gonna have to go on and say this: just because somebody knows two or three scriptures does not mean that that's not that is the one for you. Because don't you know the devil knows scriptures too? The devil can speak in tongues. That means nothing. But you know what the devil doesn't do? Obey God. <laughs> That's one of the key things you have to do. Watch how a person obey God without compromise. Why? Because if they're going to be committable to God, they'll be committable to you. But if they won't be committable to God, they will manipulate you. They may use you. Like I said, some people know Scripture. So what? That means, look here, that means nothing if they read Scripture's or quote scriptures the bible tell us you will know them by the fruit they bear fruit fruit of love look love obedience obey god so stop listening to what a person says and start watching what a person does watch what a person say when i say watch what they say that means you watch what they say doesn't line up with what they do. What they say should line up with what they do. There's an old saying that says, make sure that your video lines up with your audio. That means what you say and what you do should what? Should be together. It should be, look, parallel. But if I'm saying one thing but live with another, then I'm being hypocritical. And you know what we do? We deal with a lot of, hypocritical people, even within our courtship, and even within the church. Like I said, it's my responsibility to bring it out for us to start doing better because we're representing, not only we representing Christ, but also sometimes we're only people that we're on the Bible that people will look at. And so there's a lot of people, they feel like, well, you know, ain't nobody right, you know, True enough, there are, some, look, there are some crooked people I know, but that doesn't give us the right to give up on God. And so, yes, you may have made some mistakes in the past, or you may have chose some people in the past who meant no good. Yeah, we've made mistakes, but we can't continue the same mistakes. We can't. Look here, we can't afford it. I'm being honest with you. Mistakes cost. Mistakes cost. it is hard look here. When you make a mistake, oh my gosh, it, it becomes costly. Many of us, you know, many people, that old song by um um share, I love that song. If I can turn back time Yes, many of us we were like, No, I wanna dated that person, I wanna dated that person, I wanna done this, wouldn't have done that. Oh, I would have saved my behind at home, <laughs> you know. But we can't erase the past. Well, you know what we can do? We could change the narrative to our future and also even our present. So that's why it's so important for us to consult with God in everything. And like I said, be real with yourself. And I know some people, well, you know, you know it ain't all about being married. You know what? If you desire to be married, then you talk to God. And also be transparent with God. God, look here. Look here. I want to be marriage material. So, God, you help me. If there's anything that's unlike you that's preventing me, from me being with a man that you have for me or a young lady that you have for me, you know, this is for the guys saying about the girls. This is for the girls saying about the guys. You ask God to help you, and you listen to what he tell you. And don't be so hard-headed. Just do it. Obey it. But some people, let's, I mean, you know what, I'm like I said, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. Many of us, before we got saved or before we gave ourselves to Christ, many of us, we had some promiscuous relationships. We might have been wilding out. Look here, and especially, you know, a couple of months ago, people were getting nervous about that um, uh, freaknik, that freaknik. Documentary. Oh, some people get nervous because look, they don't want they don't want the past to be exposed. (laughs) Many of us, before we got saved, before we got filled with the Holy Ghost, before we started going to church, before we submitted ourselves to Christ, many of us were wild. When I say us, I mean people. But many people were wild. You know, and you think about it. Look, now you're in church. Even you could be married. Don't you know oftentimes what we did in the past, sometimes the devil will come back to remind us of what we used to do in the past. And let's be real. Some of the stuff we did in the past, it wasn't painful. It wasn't bad. It felt great. Let's be honest. Sometimes, look here, you might have had some of the wildest sex in your life, and you had fun, you know, but you knew that there was consequences. that wasn't right. Well, during the time, you ain't think about no consequences. You would think about doing the do. And one of the things I always tell people, yes, yes, you gave your life to Christ and everything. And let's be real, some of the people they may have may have had promiscuous relationships, promiscuous relationships, and you know what now you're keeping yourself till you get married or whatever. You know what? That appetite the appetite does not go away go away altogether now you know if you're not married, God can you know help you, and I'm not and I, I tell people don't tell God to kill your don't kill, kill that desire no you just tell you just tell God to put it on preserve until the appointed time of marriage because if you plan on getting married, you don't want your desire for sex to be killed no because it's a gift from God. Now, God didn't mismanage it. You mismanaged it. And be real with yourself. Ask God to forgive you, and you forgive yourself. And in the appointed time, God will look what God put on preserve. He will unleash in the appointed time. So now you're asking God to help you. But one of the things I always say, that that you used to do in the past, has it on saying, the elephant never forgets. Well, many of us, we know what we used to do back in the day. We know. And I'm going to say that I have to say this. I'll be real and be transparent. I tell people this. No matter what a person' past was, A person is as freaky as the freakiest person that they've been with. So, in other words, that that you used to do, okay, you did it. But also understanding, when it comes time for you to marry someone or date someone, and they may have had a high sex drive or been very experimental You have to be real with yourself, but most importantly, be real with them if there's something that you can handle. And if it's something that you can, great. But don't be beating them up over their past. If there's something that you can't, then be honest with them. Don't play with their hearts. You know, at least you being honest, hey, they can respect you. But what we have to do is understand that when it comes down to the sex. We can't base relationships, we can't base marriage all upon sex. Because like I said, I don't care how she working in the bed, I don't care how he working in the bed. Look here, if I'm in a hospital and I'm, look here, I'm on life support, I need me a praying woman, a woman to know how to get a prayer through. If my child is sick, or if I need a bill paid, Look here, I need somebody to know how to be resourceful. Look here, having somebody more than a pretty behind, somebody that got a, a good mind. But also one thing we tell people, I, 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 love, I love this scripture because it's so rich to me. And God really just blew my mind when I just began to start talking about this scripture. But the Bible says the man that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. I'm going to stop right there. I ain't going to say stop. I'm going to put it on pause. I'm going to put a comma right there. The man that finds a wife finds a good thing. So that means a man, not a boy, finds a wife. In other words, he's looking. That man already knows what he wants, and he's looking for someone that is what? Wife material. In other words, she already wife material. She's not becoming wife material when a man arises or when a man comes. No, she's already wife material when a man arrives. So the man that finds a wife, finds a good thing. Now, let's remove the comma. And obtain favor from the Lord. So in other words, is. If I'm supposed to be a good man and I see this young lady, is she white material? Now, when I look at her and I compatibility, you know, can she communicate? Can she talk? Can she this? Can she that? And the result, she'll be favor from the Lord. But if, look, if she's a good woman, if she's a good white material, but I'm not, would I produce or would the results be favor from the Lord? In other words, you got to look at when you partner nothing with someone. What is y'all relationship producing? If it's not producing nothing, and you supposed to be the good one, that means you chose the bad one. Or if you got a good one and y'all not producing nothing, but you got the good one, that means you the bad one. So. Let's be real and transparent with ourselves, and stop looking at ourselves as sex objects. You know, like I said, I tell people I don't mind being open to being real. When I accepted my call to preach, I got a phone call from an evangelist, and that's all I say. The idea of that person is me being single. That person, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, you just need to, uh, you just need to just get yourself together because, um, you know. The women going to be going after you and, you know, you're going to want some sex and ain't the room having some on the side and all this stuff. And I'm saying to myself, look here, that might be you. That ain't going to be me. Because I understand when it comes down to me, I can't, I cannot, I cannot compromise who I am. You know, when it comes down to sex, we compromise who we are when we do things outside of God's will. So, no, you cannot do that when you know that's not God's desire for you at that particular time, but also sometimes what happens that sex becomes a bridge or a bond to the person that God did not ordain for us or that person that the devil can use to keep us down, to keep us suppressed, to keep us look, to keep us emotionally linked to that person. Because when we have sex with someone, don't you know we have sex with them spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all these things. That's why it's called intercourse. Intercourse. We're entering the course in the spiritual realm. Intercourse. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. In other words, we're with that person mind, body, and soul. Hmm. So when you start looking at what sex really is, oh, it's more than just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's more than that. There's always going to be a link. But what you have to do for those who may have made some mistakes in the past, ask God to forgive you and you forgive yourself. But also from this point on, quit treating yourself as if you don't matter. Okay? If you don't have sex with that person and, and they're going to leave you alone, they're going to call you square, are you going to give in to that? No. Continue to be square. That's an old song by hearing Lewis in the news that once said it's hip to be square. It's, hey, it's cool. I'm Like I said, I don't mind being transparent with y'all. When I went to my divorce, I already had planned. I was going to give me a place and blah, 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 blah. And I was at the dentist's office. And all of a sudden, I was at the dentist's office in the chair getting ready to get my, you know, getting ready to get uh, worked on. All of a sudden, my phone rung And the dentist said, oh, you can answer. I said, no. I said, you know what, I'll, I'll look and come to find out it was my realtor I was selling my house. And he said, go ahead and take it. I was like, crap. I spoke to them. They said, well, you need to go ahead and move out. I said, wait a minute, you told me you're going to give me a heads up when you want me to move out. You know, you're going to give me a day's notice. She said, oh, hold on a minute. Oh, I forgot to see the email. Look, I just sent it. You got a couple days to move. I'm like, oh, man. And that's when God told me, you need to call your mom and see if you can stay there for a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to go there. He said, no, 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 I need you to go over there. And so when I called, I told her, I said, mom, I'm just going to be a tenant. I'm just going to be a tenant. But I knew that there was a the purpose of me being there. And later on, one of the reasons why, which would end up being one of many, but he said one of the reasons why, I'm having you to stay with your mom, especially as a single minister, I'm having you to stay with your mom to deter those riffraffs. Because if those riffraffs found out that you as a minister were staying by yourself and you, you know, single, a single father, oh, they're going to come out the woodworks. They're going to come out the woodworks. But let your mom be a deterrent to some of the ones that mean you no good. I was like, well, shucks. Man. And he said, don't worry about those that may look at you funny because you stand with your mom. You're there to help her, but also there's a deeper purpose also. The ones that I have for you, you know what? They'll understand. The main thing over there is don't become insecure about that. That's me being transparent. I say, you know what, God? Yep. I sure will. I sure will. And if you think about somebody that's there to help their parent, anybody in their right mind would appreciate that because if they'll take care of their parent, that means they know how to take care of a person, another person. They know how to take care of you. I say, okay, yeah. In other words, sometimes it's good to be Dallas' best-kept secret, regardless if you're in Dallas, whatever city that you're in. You may be in DeSoto. You may be in Duncanville. Duncanville's best-kept secret. This thing is uh, all around the globe, so you might be Detroit's best-kept secret. But continue to be Detroit's best-kept secret, most importantly, God's best-kept secret, because the one God has for you, like the scripture says, the blessed God make it rich and adds no sorrow, no drama. The one that God has for you, oh, it ain't no drama. It ain't it ain't no problematic. Look, you ain't gotta worry about being no situationship when you with the one God has for you. Now one of the things I always tell people, God's not gonna tell you who to choose, but he'll teach you how to choose. But we gotta open up our eyes and quit being led by our emotions, start being led by God's spirit. Our emotions would get us in the bed before time. Our emotions would get us, our emotions would get us, look, get us on child support. Our emotions would get us in divorce court. Our emotions would get us in uh, situationship. So let's start using logic. And let's be real. Let me look at, you know what, is this person compatible with me? I'm going to tell you something. You gotta look beyond the physical features and start looking at the spirit of the person. You know, I'm learning yes, and there are some times I think God God has saved me from some drama, from trauma that if I had a if I had a if I had been really, really, really missing God's voice, I could have been in some situations that I would have ended up causing myself to go crazy. But what God will show you, God will show you that pretty person or that handsome man that you're looking at, and God saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know he got a six pack and everything, but you got to look at the spirit of that person. Oh, that person uncommittable. Oh, that person got anger issues. Oh, that person is promiscuous. Oh, that person not very, very forthcoming about truth. You got to pull out information from that person. Or, Ooh, that person. Oh, she 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 played games. Oh, that person. She liked to have a relationship, and she already she liked to have a relationship in the house, and also a relationship at the job. Hmm. God will tell you some things, but you got to listen. I'm te- I tell people, God will talk to you. Don't you know? God always want to protect you, and one thing we always talk about: God protect babies and fools. God protect babies and fools, and there's a lot of gray haired babies around because we continue to still miss and fail the test. And one thing we always say: when you fail the test, you got to take it over again, and the retakes always come in the most inconvenient times in life. While many people are enjoying summer break. There are some people that had to go to summer school because they didn't pass during regular school hours, during regular school schedule. So they have to retake what they filled in. Aren't you tired of making the same mistake pertaining to matters of the heart? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of that cycle? Meeting the same guy with a different face or dealing with the same chick? With a different ponytail? Aren't you tired? So what you going to do about it? Okay, you praying, you praying, you praying. Okay, now, now that you praying, God wants you to be obedient. Because God doesn't operate outside of your disobedience. God does not operate in your disobedience. God will not operate outside of your obedience to him. So, when we going to get it? Aren't you tired? It ain't worth it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, God wants us to start using wisdom and, look, wisdom and good counsel. God wants us to talk to him and consult him. Because he want to, look, he is tired of you dealing with the same broken heart. Many of us. We'll go to church and we're crying. We're getting emotional and all that stuff. But you know what? Oftentimes, we're not tired. We're just tired of the consequences, but we're not tired of our disobedience. Right now, I want to look, and this is something I'm just saying off the cuff. I want each and every one of us to start making a personal commitment to God and a personal commitment to ourselves. Don't allow anything or anybody to separate you from the love of God and the love of yourself. You start loving yourself. You dedicate your body, your mind, your soul back to God. He want to help you. Okay. Well, I love sex. I'm a sex active person. Okay. How about you marry the person you're trying to have sex with? Well, well, I'm not. So, I want you to really think about it, and I want you to recite what you're thinking. Because oftentimes what we say, what we think, if we actually hear it out loud, it's some of the most foolish stuff. So how about we just start listening? And look, ain't no sex good enough for you to continue to allow yourself to be used, but also allowing your children to be used, allowing your children to see their mother or their father being used like a rug. Okay you want to give your sex up, okay, go ahead, go ahead. But I want you to think about this. What if your daughter take pattern after their mother? Hmm. What about how are you going to explain to your son that their mom is making a bad choice? And Look, you allowing your son to see you with another man who's not going to respect him nor you. And then, look, if that man that you're sleeping with, if he's not going to respect you as a mother, as a lady, and as be a lady of God, and you have a son, don't you know he sees your son as a potential threat? Why? Because he sees your son just a little boy right now. But as your son gets older, there's going to be a problem because now your son want to protect you. And he, and your son, seeing you as mama, why are you always making the same mistake over again? This boy don't mean you any good. This boy, he, he's all he doing is using you. And lo and behold, lost bed. If your son see you in bed with that man, who does not love his mother, does not respect his mother. This might be, this might be hardcore truth, but I don't care. It's true. We got to do better, and we got to talk about this stuff. Told me to, and I, I see it all the time. I'm gonna be honest with you. I watch, you know, those that know. I was very close to my sister. I was watching and looking at some of the comments that some of the preachers were sending my sister, and these were married preachers trying to date my sister. I saw it. I would see it, and matter of fact, I'd be right beside her when she said, "I don't mind having a lunch with you as long as you bring your wife." Oh no, 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 She ain't gotta know about it, I know <laughs> and matter of fact I ain't gonna call I ain't gonna call you out, but I know I know, but once again, there's people giving Christianity a bad name, that's once again somebody giving preachers a bad name, giving men a bad name, and then of course, there's some some of the young ladies I'm like, look, 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 you need to cool off, cool off one of my, one of my Dear friends, one of my mentors, I just call him my mentor, my favorite preacher. He's gone to glory. Evangelist Kevin Hall. He and I used to talk all the time pertaining to certain things, especially him being a single man, you know, in ministry. And he would share some things with me, and I'm I'm like, whoa. I mean, it's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of these women, they'll try to give it up by the pound. I'm being honest with you. And I'm like, man, so sometimes I'm. Mm-mm. No, that's not what I'm about. I'm about saving souls. And when it come down for me to date, to get married, or whatever, then that's when I have sex during marriage. But beforehand, well, you know, you know, sometimes those that know me, I post, I video, but I'm watching because I understand the devil always want to contaminate or dilute the anointing that God has on his people, point blank. The devil want to make sure that you're not effective in the purpose or the assignment that God has for you. So you think about it. Okay, whatever you want to do, can you handle the consequences? It's hard for us to cast out a demon when we're obeying a demon right here. It's not worth it. So understand, I'm not just talking to those who are preachers or ministers. You know what? Even when you look at it, even if you're not saved, even if you're a seeker, let's let's use just practical common sense. Sleeping with people who you're not married to would not guarantee you fidelity. We're not... We're not guarantee you love. We're not guarantee you commitment. We're not look, we're not assure compatibility. So what's upon in participating in something that has no benefit? So with that being said, I want each and every one of us to understand that we're more than a piece of meat. We're God's child. We are chosen by God God, listen God allowed us to wake up And every person that woke up, woke up with a purpose There's a purpose and a plan And an assignment for us And don't you know In the purpose and plan God has for you Of course the devil going to try to send someone To distract you from your purpose But yet still God will send people Your way to remind you of the calling That you have on your life There's a call Answer and respond in obedience Each person Has a gift and a talent That was given by God The Bible tells us gifts and callers come without Repentance In other words you were given Each person was given at least one gift Some people have multiple gifts Depending upon if they know how to manage If they can manage it, If they're responsible for what God has invested into them Now the question is It's time for you to start observing what has been invested into you and understand once you learn what God has invested into you, people then try to make you regurgitate what God has digested you with. If if nothing else, this right here is to help you understand how important you are, how valuable you are, how valuable you and your purpose is, how valuable you and your calling is. It is so important. I see that's one of the reasons why the devil wanted this uh, podcast to be jacked up, because we talk about purpose right here, God-given purpose. The anointing that God has for you is so rich, so important. Of course, the devil tried any way he can to make you miss what God has for you. But I'm speaking right now from this point on, if you become really sold out to God and start talking to him, spend less time talking to these fools and start speaking to the Father, less time and no time speaking to the fools and start speaking to the father and start speaking to yourself speak to yourself and remind yourself of what god has invested into you and it'll help you to understand wow i am important wow i am valuable i am loved by him i am loved by... even if you feel like you're not lovable you're unlovable this right here you're watching this show This is a kind reminder to you how important you are to God. You are important. So you don't have to show your behind. How about you start displaying your mind? Let people know who you are, not people to see who you are. Let people know who you are. Be a person of intellect. Be a person where people be like, wow. But, you know, all this. You just understand that God has more for you than what you see, and you know what? I look at um, I look at right now. I consider myself kind of healthy, kind of fit, or whatever. But if anything happened to me physically, if anything happened to this physical temple, as long as I'm able to think and speak. I'm still going to do what God has me to do because, number one, right here, God, if God can speak through or allow me to type whatever, that's fine. Same way you got to look at because right now there are some people, let's be honest, there are some people, look here, you might be physically fit, you might look good in them tight, you might look good, physically good. But what happens if something happens to you physically? When well, you become disfigured, if you uh, become dismembered, Or what happened? if you, look, you might be one burrito away from a size 56. You might be two burritos away. You know, you, some people, there might be one pregnancy away. So don't feel like you are allowing your physical attributes to define who you are. <clears throat> nah, nah. 'Cause being real with you, a real man, a real man, he might, he might look here. He might look at that eye candy, but looking at and being with are two different things. He might want to take a picture with that eye candy, but he want to be at the altar with that other. So, look at yourself more valuable. Know who you are. Know who you are in God eyesight, And keep yourself. Understand, the one that God has for you, look here, you ain't got to tell him, well, I'm, I'm keeping myself till I get married. I'm practicing celibacy. No, no, women, I'm going to throw this in for free. Women, quit talking so much. You telling the guy's the game and you giving him the blueprint of what to say or what to become to take from you. Just shush. You don't say that. You watch his actions. Watch his act. You ain't got to disclose that. Shut up. Don't say that. I'm tired of hearing women tell the guys what they're looking for so that guy can become that to put on a masquerade to get you and to use you, and then all of a sudden you have the author cry, I don't know why. This, I don't. I was you. No, no, no. You gave him the. Look here. You gave him the playbook. You gave him the playbook. You gave him the playbook. And you gave him everything. What plays to score on you? Hush. You watch what he does. Watch what he does. Look here, you speak more in your silence than you do with your words. If he feel like he can get a pass to you, that means he really don't know who you are. He doesn't respect who you are. You got to leave him alone immediately. Leave him alone. Cut it off. Cut it off. Got to leave him alone. Got to leave him alone. You ain't got to tell somebody how to treat your heart. That's foolish. You ain't got to tell somebody, well, I just want to let you know, you know, I want you to respect me. You got to respect me. You got to respect my child. If you don't respect me and my child, then uh, we we can't be together. And you know what happened? They're going to disrespect your child. Well, you know, he apologized. He was just mad when he said that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And it's not just, you know, the guys running the game. It's women running the games, too. So I'm saying, look here, when people are telling you who they are, believe them and leave them alone. Quit trying to, re- look here, quit trying to rehabilitate people and cause yourself and your kids to get sick or infected. Quit doing that. Quit being so
1: desperate.
0: Desperate. Male or female, quit being so desperate. You know, I was thinking about this song earlier today, Wait for Love by Luther Vandross. Wait for love. mm it's better to wait for the right one than to rush to the wrong one. Mm. So with that being said, in case you may be listening and you want to know, out of all that I'm saying, can God help you in your singleness? Yes, he can. He is really he is ready. He is able to help you in your singleness. you got to allow him to come in and help you in your singleness. Just case those who may be watching may not be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, and thou shalt confess, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, and believe in the heart that God, and raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man, believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Meaning, God is more than able to help us in whatever situation that we're in or that we're facing. Allow him to help you. He wants to help you. Allow him to. As we get ready to pray, I want each and every one, each and every one of us to think about it who God is, and appreciate him for what he has done for us, but most importantly, who he is to us. Say, Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence today. We come to you right now and ask you, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. Forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to be the men, and the ladies you call for us to be. Help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we surrender our will and our ways to you right now, God. And God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us right now, God. If there's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God, cleanse us and make us whole right now, God. And God, we speaking right now, God. If we have mismanaged our bodies, our soul, our spirit, God forgive us, God, and God help us, God, to forgive ourselves right now, God. If there's any bad choices that we made pertaining to dating or uh, fornication or even uh, um, um, even outside of marriage, God, uh, adultery, God, forgive us, God, cleanse us, God, and make us whole right now, God. We surrender our wills and our ways to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, help us, God, and teach us right now, God, the proper way to date, God, the proper way to wait on you, God, and trust you in our singleness right now, God. Help us, God, to not be so quick to make impulsive decisions right now, God, but help us, God, to lean and depend upon you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak that you preserve our uh, sexual appetite, God, until the appointed time of marriage right now. In the name of Jesus, we find everything that devil stand for, me. We even think right now, God, that you help us right now, God, to not allow ourselves to be in, uh, be in a compromising positions, God, that would jeopardize, God, our walk, that would jeopardize our reputation right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we hold up each and every person right now, God, that may be listening or watching this video or podcast, God. So, God, we helping us, God, right now, God, to wait on you and trust in you right now, God. And, God, we're speaking right now, God, those who may be in the hospital room, touch and heal their bodies right now, God. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, God. And God, we speak in this special round right now, God. Helping our friend, God. Derek Floyd right now, God. Encourage his heart right now, God. God helping him right now, God. In every era of his life right now, God. We thank you for such a man, God. We thank you all for his heart right now, God. Thank you right now. We continue to encourage his heart right now, God. Be with him right now, God. In the name of Jesus strengthen his body right now, God. Strengthen his even his Right now, God, God, we speak to God for proper filtration. Right now, God, we speak it right now, God. Everything that the devil tries to do, right now, God, and discouraging him, right now, God. We speaking of that every that you speak, God, that you hold His hand up, right now, God, encourage His heart, God, wipe every tear from His eyes, right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak to God, even with things that may have been frustrating, God, help Him, God, and help us, God, to be able to trust in those situations right now, God. Help his wife right now, God. crystal right now, God. Hold her up before you right now, God. God be speaking right now, God, That you put a head to protection around them, God. Mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, right now, God. Even financially, right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, be speaking, God, for Miss Kelly right now, God. Give me a canvas, God. Hold her up before you right now, God. Strengthen her body, strengthen her mind, right now, God. Strengthen her bones, right now, God. Help her, right now, God. In every of her life, right now, God. God, we see God, even for those who uh, uh, look like Miss uh, Board right now, God, Samara Board, God continues, God to bless her right now, God, strengthen her right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Pastor uh, Bennett, right now, God, hold him up before you right now, God, even for those who may be grieving, God, still right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, be a father to the fatherless, be a father still be a mother to the motherless. Be a friend to the friend that's right now, God. Help us right now, God, to band together right now, God. Help us, God, to draw strength, God, from you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, even what you're doing for my mother, God. Continue to speak and strength, God. Encourage her right now, God, and bring healing right now, God. In the name of Jesus and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony coming from this right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, but most importantly, with who you are right now, God. Even help us right now, God. Minister right now, God. Uh, Like to uh, Naomi right now God, we're speaking to Naomi right now God, God, helping her to hear you God, and let her know God She's loved, she's appreciated right now God, hold up Kevin right now God, Kevin right now God, hold him up before you right now God Hold up right now, Brian, hold him up Before you right now, God Hold him up before you right now, God God, we speak it right now, God. There's somebody that may be watching, God. They may be on the verge of giving up, God. Not just giving up on the faith, God. Even giving up on life right now. We find that spirit right now, God. We speak of life right now, God. We speak God, trust in you right now, God. Everything else has failed, but God, we know you will never fail. So we lean the depend upon you right now, and we receive it right now, God. We thank you, to be blessed through you give giving up. Thank you, Lord, for giving us our joy, our peace, our healing, our deliverance right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And Jesus' name we pray we say amen, amen, amen. One of y'all who are uh, tuning in, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm Brother Prater, uh brother, like brother and sister, B-R-O-T-A-T-R, Prater, Ps and Paul, R A, Piers and Tom, E R. Uh you can catch me on Facebook where I have my data devotion and also my videos. Also, if you want to go to a website, you can go to www brotherprater.com. You can see my band devotions, also my videos. as well I says a calendar on earth that has my personal appearances. You can chime in on there too. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Past the God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs, their responsibilities towards their children, their family, even their children's mother, regardless they're with them or not. Also, this not just pertains to uh, for the men, but it's also for the ladies too. That way the relationship to be reciprocated, regardless if it's husband or wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or even siblings. Uh, these also for the women to let them, let them know what men need and desires. Also to help you to choose a potential future husband and or present or future uh, father to present the future children. Also, my other books um the girl who was her brother's keeper the love young life uh this is a book a tribute uh to my sister sheila freder who was tragically killed during a uh, domestic violence relationship and um you know I, I i think about her all the time and um it's one of the reasons why i do what i do you know i was the way that I am now before my sister passed and now my sister passed, you know, I tell people, look here, don't take don't take relationships lightly, don't take relationship lightly. Like I said. this right here, is one of the books right here, and I chose this picture. I chose this picture. We were in front of my mama's house because we were always together, and she was always even though even though I was older than her, about 362 days. But she always stood in front of me to protect me. And so now, you know what? I don't have any more. And I tell people all the time, I don't have any more sisters. I really don't. My mom and dad have four boys and one girl. And now my road dog, my sister, my classmate, my friend, ain't her no more because of choosing the wrong one in a relationship. Doesn't that sound like you... Always choosing the wrong one. Hmm. It's time to choose the right one. You know, like I said, I can't bring my sister back. I love her. I miss her. And I hate to see my family hurt. I hate to see, I hate to see, I hate to see my family hurt more than me hurt. I would rather take up the hurt. But I hate to see my family hurt. So you think about the choice that you make in your courtship. You could cause your family to be hurt. Why do that? It ain't necessary. Don't ever feel like, well, they happen to other people. It never happened to you. Like I said, I could say a whole lot, but just know when a person has a purpose and plan given by God, the devil will try anything, any way to get rid of you. And remember this your message that's in your mouth could be so impactful that the devil would try to get rid of the message by getting rid of the messenger let that marinate in you so with that being said I thank each and every one of y'all who tuning in and thank you thank you thank you for listening to reflect my heart podcast God bless you and